You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Hump Day. My name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports.com. I am the founder of it, so thank you for that. Uh, Today, we're going to visit what the 2019 and 2020 college football playoff would look like for Florida if the 12-team playoff were already in effect. If you don't know the rumored 12-team playoff that's coming up, is that, yeah, instead of four teams making to the college football playoff, there will be 12, which would bode well for Florida. Um, I'm going to spend the first two segments talking about that, one for 2019, one for 20. Uh, 20, of course. <laughs> uh, and then I'll, by wrapping up, I'll talk about who I think should win linebacker you. Uh, also, thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some ways so that I could work to make this the best Gators podcast around. Um, I know I know it's one of the best already. I'm, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm just, I'm just let you know what it is. Um, <laughs> Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Lockdown Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Lockdown SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Lockdown SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So to start today's show, of course, uh, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about the 2019 and 2020 college football playoff if the 12-team playoff was already in effect. Um, I'm just going to go chronologically here. So we're going to start with the 2019 college football playoff. Um, First round would have seen uh, Florida, of course. So 12 teams mean top six uh, conference champions make it, whether that obviously it's going to be power five plus one. but it could be the it could be for the top uh, power five and then two other group of five teams like so it, it, it's a bit wild um so yeah there's there's that but uh florida at the end of the season was number nine wisconsin was number eight and the eight and the nine seed play each other so florida would be taking on wisconsin in the first round of the 2019 college football playoff the winner of that game would take on LSU, um, which, of course, we know Florida already did that year and was unsuccessful doing that. I believe the score was 42-28. Uh, it, was, it was a two-touchdown game is the, is the main point here. Um, looking at the matchup, though, I, I think Florida would have beaten Wisconsin. That's not me trying to be a homer or anything like that. It's literally me thinking, well, in 2019, Florida had a, had a pretty sound um, run defense, and that's huge because that's what Wisconsin does. Like, that's all they ever do in their entire lives is just <laughs> run the ball. Um, I'll, I'll say excessively. I realize that's not really something you can do, but it's excessive how disgustingly they do it. Uh, but Florida had a pretty stout run defense in 2019. They allowed three yards per carry, less than a touchdown per game. 
uh, even though they went against so they allowed uh they went against 32 carries per game and they only allowed just over 100 yards so it's pretty dang impressive it's pretty dang successful um and wisconsin simply put i don't think would have had the success that they were used to having even if let's say hypothetically that team um had success running the ball i don't see a way that wisconsin offense would have been able to keep up with the florida offense in 2019 i realize that the florida's offense got way better in 2020 but i don't think uh scoring wise wisconsin's offense would have been able to keep up with florida i realize that over the course of the season wisconsin did slightly outscore florida but that was going against not sec teams like florida plays um defensively wisconsin was pretty good especially against the pass but again i don't think that they would have had the defense to really keep up with it especially when you look at who they played against and it's like big 10's not known for passing the ball a ton uh, so I don't think that Wisconsin really, I, I don't want to say they wouldn't have stood a chance, but they wouldn't have won the game. Um, and I think that's fair to say. I think Florida would have had that one fairly solidly. Um, looking at the next game, though, would have been Florida versus LSU. And as much as I hate to say it, I don't think Florida walks away with a victory from that game. Um, mainly because LSU in 2019 is arguably the greatest college football team we've ever seen. I have no problem admitting that. That's great for them. They were super impressive and honestly just phenomenal. Um, if you don't know or if you aren't familiar, I actually made a slap bet before that 2019 season where I said Felipe Frank should have a better year than Joe Burrow. Felipe then got hurt and Joe Burrow then had the greatest season of all time. Um, so hindsight, it looks terrible, but when you think about going into the season, it it wasn't that bad. They had pretty similar stats and everything beforehand. And I mean, Felipe looked like the higher ceiling player. Um, and it just, yeah, it didn't work out in my favor at all. I haven't gotten slapped yet, but that's the fun part, right? I get to just wait for it. And when it happens, I can't even retaliate. Um, so yay. But yes, going back to the game, LSU would have just been frankly too damn good like they they especially heated up towards the end of the year which is insane to say but like joe burrow that like the college football playoff lights out he was ridiculous and i don't think that anything would have changed about it like he, he seriously had just a i mean he had 60 touchdowns and six interceptions that season like it was insane college football playoff he had over 900 yards in those two games combined, 12 touchdowns, no picks. He was he went completely beast mode. Like he heated up as the season went on. And the Florida game earlier that year, he had his highest completion percentage. Uh he went 21 for 24. So he he was a freak that year. Um yeah, it was just they never stood a chance, if we're being completely honest. They they wouldn't have won that game. Um, LSU or Joe Burrow specifically was hotter than he'd ever been and he already had success a ton of success against that Florida team so that that would have been an L for Florida I have no problem admitting that um, if you have a problem admitting that you just get your head out of your rear like you're just being completely unrealistic um, that's fine but like you're, you're wrong when it comes down to it which again fine but you're wrong <laughs> 
Um, if you need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, money, whatever whatever it is, you know, whatever, bet online money, whatever, visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And I can't even say I don't even have a car anymore because, like, we do now. So that completely ruined my, uh, that completely ruined my whole shtick there that I had going. But when I need something, I'll be sure to use Rock Auto. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, little lights in the bottom, I would get, but I'd be pretty single pretty quickly and I wouldn't be able to afford this apartment anymore. So um, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? That they know exactly who sent you. Next up, we're going to talk about the 2020 college football playoff and how Florida would have fared there. Um, again, first first matchup, uh, Florida this time was the number seven seed, and then number seven seed obviously plays the number 10 if the eight plays a nine. Uh, so Florida would have been matched up against Iowa State going into the college football playoff, which would have been awesome um, because, obviously, I'm a Florida fan. Uh, Iowa State, though, one of my favorite schools in all of college football. Uh, fun fact, yeah, if you didn't know that. Um, I, if, if, all right, I went to Toledo. The current head coach of Iowa State head, was the head coach of Toledo when I was there. Um, and, yeah, so so I, I, I love what he does. I know people that have played for him and just, like, I've heard nothing but insanely positive things about him. Um, sorry, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but real quick, I just want to bring this up also. After every single game at the Glass Bowl, which is Toledo Stadium, and it's awesome, uh, Matt Campbell would go by and high-five pretty much everyone that was still there. Like, if you went to the front, he'd high-five you. He'd thank you for coming to the game. It was incredible. It was insane. It was awesome, and I love him. And he's going to be an NFL coach soon, and he's going to be awesome. But... Going back to this game, it would have been Florida against Iowa State, and I I don't think Iowa State would have really um, would have really succeeded against Florida, mainly because like I know that in twenty twenty specifically, like Florida's defense was, yeesh, um, but their offense was just so insane, and I don't think that Iowa State would have had the personnel to match up against Florida. Um, I know defensively, Iowa State, they were pretty solid, but they had never played someone like Florida. Like, they never played a team with Florida's offensive firepower. Like, they played Oklahoma, um, and they beat Oklahoma, which is great for them. And we know Oklahoma beat the piss out of Florida. But uh, obviously, Florida would have had, assuming, their whole roster this time. And I I don't see a way, really, that... uh, I see a way, but I, I don't think Iowa State walks away from that game with a victory. I don't think that their offense, that their defense would have been able to contain Florida enough for their uh, somewhat lackluster defense uh, offense to really keep up. And I know it's weird to call a team that put up 33 points per game lackluster, but Florida put up 40. Um, so... There's that. And if you don't know Iowa State, they run like this this 3-3-5 stack kind of defense. And I just don't think that it would have, simply put, I don't think it would have matched up well against Florida. We saw Iowa State struggle a bit with tackling specifically last year. That would have been just 
honestly comical to watch Kadarius Tony against that defense. And I mean, I I, I don't think that uh, I I don't think that Iowa State's offense would have been able to keep up. I think I love Brock Purdy, but I think he would have made a few mistakes. And I love Brees Hall, but I don't think he would have been able to carry the team. And Iowa State's not one of those teams with insane weapons on the outside, which is pretty much what killed Florida a lot last year when we went against teams that could throw the ball consistently and with skill. Um, So that was a big issue for Florida on the outside, but Iowa State lacked those dynamic playmakers out there. So that wouldn't have been as big of a concern for Florida in that first playoff game. Um, So that's really what I'm thinking. And also Iowa State, as good as they are, uh, Greg Eisworth is one of my favorite defenders in college football. He has been for two years now. I I don't know who would have picked up Kyle Pitts. I don't know who would have even come close to slowing him down. Um, Yeah, it's... It's wild because, like, Mike Rose, great uh, great coverage linebacker, but, I mean, dude, no. <laughs> like, I love you, but no, you can't keep up with Kyle Pitts. Um, so that that's where I'm at on that first matchup. I think Florida walks away with a victory there. Uh, the winner of this game would then play Clemson, and bit of a different story. I think Clemson would have wiped the floor with us if we're being completely honest like they put up 44 points per game uh trevor lawrence was uh sick or banged up at some points during the season so that's including the games of the backups uh their defense was top 20 in the entire college football which is 128 entire d1 uh which has 128 teams so that's pretty dang good and uh yeah, honestly, that that's what it comes down to is that Clemson could put up points with pretty much the best of them. I was uh, Ohio State, of course, beat the snot out of them, but yeah, uh, Clemson was just consistently putting up a ton of points. They had a seventy-point game last year, like that is ridiculous. They had a forty-two-point game against Miami, which at the time was number seven. They had 40 against Notre Dame, which at the time was number four. Uh, and that was with their backup. So Clemson, I think, would have just wiped the floor with Florida. I don't know how they would have had an answer for Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne, really. I think that would have demolished Florida, if we're being completely honest. Of course, Demarcus Bowman, who was on Clemson last year, is now a Gator, so that's just uh, that's just something that happened. <laughs> but also last year... Uh, Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell probably would have had a field day against Florida, specifically Amari Rogers. He would have likely cooked if we're being completely honest. So yeah, I, I think that game would have been a wash. I don't know of many people really that, that would give that game to Florida, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that Florida would have won that game at all. I think Clemson just had too much talent, too much speed, and too much versatility offensively, or I don't want to say versatility because because they're, if we're being honest, Clemson's a one read offense. It's pretty simple, but the fact that they can pass the ball to Etn, uh, they can pass the ball to Amari Rogers or Cornell Powell. They had three options that Florida likely couldn't cover all three of them, uh, and they had an effective running game and two guys that could run the ball consistently and successfully with Etn and Trevor Lawrence. 
um, I think that would have carved up Florida. So I, I don't think Florida would have won that game, but I, I would have been happy making it to the second round of the college football playoff two years in a row. Like I'm, I'm not going to pretend that that's, I'm not going to pretend that, that, that that's nothing or that that's not successful, of course. Maybe I'll revisit uh, other years. Who knows? We'll see. But as we build anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies too. Built Bar is the absolute best protein bar on the market. And that's that's a fact. I'll let you know. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. It has 18 delicious flavors, also a fact, including recent Built Bar champion Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally... I'm more into cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie. Like that's just that's my sweet spot. I had a peanut I had a peanut brownie the other day. So that that's how I'm into it. Um but yeah, it, it's if you're trying to eat clean but you've got a sweet tooth like I do, I just mentioned peanut brownie, like it's crazy. Uh Bill Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15. That is L-O-C-K-E-D. One five to get fifteen percent off of your next order at builtbar.com. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus thirty three hundred odds, and I'm just saying, I'm gonna take them. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows. TV shows, reality TV, like everything with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And I've gone through before. Like they had so many things about the royal baby. Um, or not royal baby? I don't know, man. It is what it is. I don't follow other people's family. I can barely follow mine. But <laughs> it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D O N with no space. Of course, to wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about who I think should win linebacker. You, I know that I spoke about Florida's possibly winning it on. Uh, on Monday, I spoke about their possibility, their chance. It ain't going to happen. We know that. They're not good enough. They, they put guys into the NFL. They put guys who stay in the NFL for a while, but they don't put enough guys into the NFL. So that's why they don't really have a legitimate shot at winning linebacker you. But as always, like I've made this tradition. I'm going to talk about the guys that or the schools that I think could claim that title. And this one for me not super close um and it pains me to say this because i hate to talk about this team positively in any way and i hate them but i'm gonna say that linebacker you it's georgia uh that that hurts me like deep down in my heart to say that hurts me to admit but i i, I think it's georgia um just because I'm, I'm thinking about guys that traditionally play off ball or on ball linebacker, like the edge defenders, but I'm not looking at guys that really are hand in the dirt edge defenders. Um, which, if you don't know, is like a three four outside linebacker instead of a four three DN. Which, if you play Madden, you know, just flip them around. It's, it's seamless, but you know, real life's different. But I mean, we're looking at guys like uh, Roquan Smith has just been. A freak. He's like an athletic 
I don't even... He's insane. I genuinely don't know how to describe him. Uh, I love his play so much. He's insanely talented, and there's no denying that. And if you do want to deny it, like, you're wrong. Um, so so there's that. But, yeah, he, he's an absolute freak. He's just so athletic. And we look at other guys, like, uh, Leonard Floyd was just... I mean, he he's having, like, a breakout right now in his career, which is wild, but he's an on-ball linebacker. He's a pass-rushing outside linebacker. So he's breaking out. We've got Alec Ogletree, who's, of course, no longer... I honestly don't even know if he's in the NFL anymore. But when he was at his peak in the NFL, he was, he was pretty good. Like, he was better than he ever got credit for, and I'm not just saying that because he played for uh, my favorite team, the New York Giants. But... He, he was pretty dang good when he was, like, at his peak. Um, in 2020, he played for the Jets. Who knew? Didn't even know that. It's also uh, a funny story with Alec Ogletree because if you don't know or if you haven't heard the story, when he intercepted Chase Daniel playing against the Chicago Bears, uh, I think it was 2018, um, <laughs> he he got asked a question at uh i was at a live event and he was there and he was answering questions and someone was like hey what was going through your head when you got a pick off of chase daniel and he said um i i dropped back into my zone and and he was just staring at me and that's how he got the interception because chase daniel was just legitimately staring at him and that's hilarious to me um but yeah no georgia puts in pretty high caliber guys and they put consi- they consistently put guys in that's the thing i've been talking about they consistently put guys into the nfl and they stay there for the most part so that's where it is um if we're talking about just a team that puts the best guys in and we don't really talk about if they put in role players and they put in guys that stay there for long times um alabama can make a case uh they've had I mean, C.J. Mosley and Dante Hightower have been two top inside linebackers when healthy for the past half decade or so. Uh, then you've got guys like Ruben Foster who, I mean, talent-wise, all there. He, he's great there. Off the field, yikes. Uh, Reggie Ragland's a guy that is like, I mean, he's he's one of the few role players that Alabama <laughs> puts into the NFL. Um and they kind of just carve out a little role for themselves there. He's, he's bounced around a little bit, but hey, he, he's doing his thing. He's in the NFL for, I think he just finished his fourth year. Um, Kansas City, Detroit, so he bounced around a little bit. LSU is on their way. Uh, SEC runs linebacker U, I guess we could say. Because, yeah, LSU, LSU's on their way with guys like Patrick Queen and Devin White. And they're, they're getting there. Um and so they're one of those teams. I know I, I think I did it with running back U um, that I was like teams that could be there. LSU's, LSU could be LBU in a few years. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Friday. I'm still not going to admit to uh, commit to anything because I'm still working on interviews. I've even added names to the list of people I want to interview. I've added more media people to the list. Um, I'm trying to get up some for- former Florida Gators. Uh, athletes at least and I'm hoping that I can but I make no promises but once again my name is Brandon Olson you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon you can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports as WHOLE 
N-I-N-E sports. Uh, be sure to check out Lockdown Horn Frogs, hosted by Stephen Simcox, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Catch Stephen every day as he talks about all of the latest news on TCU. And they're one of my favorite college football teams. I love their uniforms. There's always players from that school that I love when it comes to draft time. So I know it's weird that I like multiple Big 12 schools with TCU and Iowa State and uh, Oklahoma State's pretty cool. I like them. Um, But I hate so many SEC schools that it bounces out if I like one conference more than usual. Uh, Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Nets are down to one and a half stars, I guess. Can Kevin Durant carry them past the Bucks with the hobbled James Harden? Who knows, really? Like, he's just so hit or miss. Um, but get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.